Illinois. Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome in to the Amron Illinois Lunch Show with Klaibs and Joe here on ClaibsOnline.com. Powered by Amron and Gray Bar and also driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. I am Joe Roderick. Joined alongside by Mike Claiborne and Klaibs. We're coming your way on a Tuesday today because you were out golfing in the Ted Savage Cardinals Care uh, Classic yesterday. How'd you shoot him? Well, you know what? Because of an injury, all I did was chipped and putted. I didn't take full swings, but I had a good time. Uh, they had a really good turnout. Uh, a lot of former Cardinals were involved. We had a great Q&A after the event, and uh, it, it was a good day. It was a good day all around, and the weather cooperated. And, you know, we were thinking about this event last week. You know, it was supposed to be 100 degrees yesterday. Uh, but we got some different weather, and uh, I, for one, are, are very great. very grateful for what happened yesterday. That Q and A had to be pretty interesting, given the state of the Cardinals uh, right now, which we're we're going to get into, and we're going to spend a majority of the show talking about that. But I uh, I can't imagine that when something like this is planned, that you 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 have to assume you're going to address questions like what you probably had to yesterday. Yeah, you know what? I, I, it was interesting because um, this is something we haven't seen before in St. Louis, where where you surrender. I mean, yeah. we've always found a way to be competitive. And if we weren't competitive, we had something else to draw our attention, i.e. Mark McGuire. Uh, but this is certainly different than anything we had a chance to be part of. And I think people are still kind of trying to scratch their head and figure out, well, what, what are we doing and when are we going to be better again? Yeah. And, and I think that question is going to take us well into the winter with regard to what are we doing and how soon are we going to get better? Uh, because, you know, you made some deals over the weekend. Uh, they're all prospects. You know, there's, there's not many guys that can help you right now. I think King is the one guy that can probably be added to the roster uh, of this season. But you have a lot of people that, you know, you don't really know a lot about. And that that's something that I think we're all trying to figure out. Who are they and what do they mean to the organization? Not to mention uh, what's next for today. I mean, yeah. you know, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good bet that, the Flaherty and, and DeYoung may not be here. There's some other players that are being kicked around. You know, I, I know there's some interest in Alec Burleson now. Uh, so you have a lot of things going on. And, you know, the casual fans like, yeah, that's all good and well. But what are we going to look like next year? We'll, uh, we'll circle back to that just quickly. I want uh, a few other questions about the golf. Who, who was the best golfer out there yesterday? Man, that's a good question. Um, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I'll tell you, uh, Alexa Dat's team, finished in the money okay she was on the team and they won something i forgot what it was but uh there were a lot of good players i mean you had ray langford you had jason isringhausen uh you had a lot of former players there marlon anderson was there ozzy was there uh neil fiala ricky Horton. Any current players there no no current players oh okay no 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 no, no. okay there are, you know what <laughs> that's the last place you want to be is at a <laughs> golf tournament on on deadline weekend well, I was going to say, I mean, because this is this what Pujols' event used to be, or is this something no, different? No, this is Cardinals okay. Care. This is Cardinals okay. Care. I didn't know uh, if they just changed the name of it, because I know it went from no. Pujols to Holiday. I didn't know if they had just no, changed no, no, it again. No. This is okay. Cardinals Care, the Ted Savage Classic. Gotcha. Uh, so it's a completely different animal. I saw Polo was out there playing, too. Uh, Polo was, of, I don't know. I never wait. saw him play. Oh, okay. You didn't see him uh, swing yesterday? I saw him in, in golf attire. Yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> I yeah I I haven't seen videos posted of that uh, of his swing either. There may um, be a reason why. I was gonna say he's had all of them just destroyed. In yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you know. uh, 
Five hours from now is when the uh, the trade deadline will pass in Major League Baseball. Uh, Bob Ramsey and I are going to go live at about 4.50 or so with Daily Cards Live and get you all of the trades up until then and any of the last-minute ones that uh, that come through. And as you mentioned, uh, Claves, this is, this is rare territory for Cardinals front office, for Cardinals fans. Uh, it's, it's a weird trade deadline right now because they are full – Full on sellers. And I, I just, the responses that I saw from, as I said to Rammer yesterday, from the cesspool that is social media yesterday <laughs> or this weekend, over what the Cardinals got back for the trades. I, I said this to Rammer. I mean, did, were there fans out there that thought that they were going to trade Jordan Montgomery to the Orioles for Jackson Holiday? I mean, is that what they thought they were getting in return for this? Because, I mean, it is so. We're in such rare air right now with Cardinal fans that it's the the lack of, you know, logical thinking is is amazing right now with what we're getting back. I I agree. Uh, You know, we've been on the other side of this table and the past. We've been able to acquire people um, that we thought were going to help, whether it was short term or long term. And we always ended up giving up something that we could do away with. Well, now the shoe's on the other foot. You know, teams are giving us players that they think they can do without. Uh, and, you know, we, we just don't know. I, I have no idea how good these players are going to be. Nobody does. Uh, obviously, the organization that they came from felt like they were, you know, expendable. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if they could play or not. You know, I, and I, here's something I've, I've been saying. You can do business with another team, but you better know how they develop players. OK, I mean, we we look around and we look at like a Tampa and everybody says hey, Tampa knows how to develop players. Yeah, but we have Matthew Libertor. So that that may not be always true because he's not turned out to be the person we thought he was going to be. Doesn't mean he can't. Don't know when. Uh, and there are other organizations who, you know, you look at the Cubs and you say, well, you know, let's get somebody from the Cubs. Well, they, they haven't developed a pitcher. You know, I, you have to go way back to think about a legit go back to carry wood. Yeah. So, you know, there's some teams that do a better job than others. And, and granted, the people who do the evaluations, that changes too. Uh, your, your head of scouting, your development director, those people come and go also. So for us to be able to ascertain how good these players are now, it, you, you're just blowing in the wind. You, right. you just don't know. I mean, you look at the guys you traded away in Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, Chris Stratton. Those were three guys that were all going to be free agents that you I I don't I mean, they tried to resign Jordan Hicks. They report said they tried to work on extending a deal with him. It didn't happen. So they moved on. I don't in my view on the Jordan Hicks move. Look, think back to April. Think back to what Jordan Hicks's role on this team was back in in late April, early May when he was kind of just going to pitch if the team was up or down by 10 runs. I mean, it was so bad there to start the year. The fact that you got anything of value in return for him or anything that can maybe help any part of your organization should be seen as a huge win with how Jordan Hicks was able to overcome any adversity from early in the season and put himself in that position. Well, yeah, you know, uh, there was a time that Sunday afternoon where he was just not very good that people wanted to release him. Yeah. I mean, and then all of a sudden he ends up being a premier closer for your organization. Uh, a lot's happened since then. But at the end of the day, 
you know, you had to try and get what you could. I know he wanted to stay here. I know, I know that for a fact. How the numbers work, I don't know. But, you know, and I'm not accusing anybody of anything. But there are a lot of teams that have pending free agents that say, well, we tried. We tried to do a deal. It just didn't work. You know, and my my argument has always been, well, why did you just try today? You know, when this deal could have been done well before now. And, and, and some would say, well, because they want to make sure they assess the asset. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. I mean, it's a two-way street, you know. Uh, but the bottom line is for those players who moved on, they're going to a better place than they were in. Yeah. So that, that, it's a plus for them. Yeah. And uh, you, you you know, that's the second move now that we've seen the Cardinals make with the Blue Jays as um, – um, um, Henesis Cabrera was uh, was traded there just a, a few weeks ago. Now Jordan Hicks this weekend, which kind of brings up an interesting thing that could happen today with last night. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, if folks listening and watching haven't seen it yet, Bo Bichette pulled up in between first and second base on a uh, on a base hit yesterday and a, which should have probably been a double, holding his knee, just giving himself up in the middle of the play, letting himself get tagged out. And if Bo Bichette, their all-star shortstop, is out, the Blue Jays are going to need a, a shortstop, somebody to step in and play short for them as they look to have go on a playoff run. Cardinals have Paul DeYoung. We know the Cardinals have been trying to shop Paul DeYoung. That would be another option for the Blue Jays. I wonder if any teams have ever gotten together for three different trades in a matter of three weeks in uh, the history of baseball, if that were to happen today. I'm sure it's happened, uh, but probably not as often as as we think. Um, here's the other thing you got to take into account. You have to look at your 40 man roster and see if you have a spot to be able to make that sort of deal. So, are you trading a guy on your 40 man, or are you well, trade another prospect to free up a space on your 40 man for a guy like DeYoung? I mean, Bichette, there, there is no way the Blue Jays announce what happened to Bichette until 5.01 today with uh, I, I central time with, with that. There's no way they're going to show their hand and show if they need a shortstop or not. But if it is a torn ACL, which some reports are saying it could be, I, he's off your 40, man. I mean, he goes on he goes on the 60-day, and he's done for the year and probably done until the All-Star break next year. So that would kind of open that spot up pretty quick with yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know what other shortstop or what other teams are in need of a shortstop at the, at Giants. the moment. And there you, you think they're, they're in the running for a, a playoff yeah. spot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Giants are looking for one. Brandon Crawford it, it was a great player, you know, homegrown guy, uh, but he's got the range of a tree stump. Yeah. And he's been injured a lot. So I'm not sure if he's a guy that you, you want to have some insurance mm -hmm. and they're looking for a right-handed bat. Yeah. So I, I think San Francisco would be in the hunt. Apparently, you know, uh, there's some teams and, and that's, that's the thing. Now there's so many teams who think they're in it, you know, like the Cubs, the Padres. I mean, teams that are right on the fringe think that they're in it and they might be, I don't know. The uh, angels. I mean, the angels the are going to make a run for it. They're out of it right now, but they're they're going to be buyers right now uh, for the pure fact that they want. I mean, they're they're trying not to waste years of Otani and Trout together. Well, and I think the other thing is showing Otani that they're committed to winning mm -hmm. is, I think, very important here. Uh, so they they have a reason to go out and load up. 
but yeah, I, I think this is fun, and it's unfortunate that, that the Cardinals aren't part of it. But there are a lot of teams who still think they can make a run. And, and you know, realistically, in our division, the Central, you have the Brewers, you have the Cubs, you have Cincinnati. All three of those teams could win the division. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and they're all trying to load up. Um, you know, so it's it's fun to watch those situations unfold. And then you have the West, you know, the Dodgers, the, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Padres, all feel like they have a legitimate shot. Uh, and then, you know, every division's got three or four teams that are either vying for the division championship or the wild card spot, which is what makes this game fun right now. Yeah. What is uh, what's it going to be like down at the ballpark this afternoon for for you, for you doing pregame leading up to that five o'clock uh, deadline? Trying to hold off on doing anything before five o'clock. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that earlier today about normally I go in and visit with the manager a little after three, uh, you know, and we, we'll talk and do our thing. And then I'll talk to somebody else. I want to move it back as far as we can. And, and I hopefully that we'll have a chance to visit with John Mosellock during the game. John and I have the call tonight. So we'll have, hopefully have him in studio in, in the booth, talking to him after the deadline and uh, just pick his brain because this is new for him. He's yeah. never done this before. And uh, just to see how he approached it, I'm anxious to hear. And, and maybe it'd be too too soon for him to, you know, filter out everything that took place. But um, I'm trying to move things back as much as I can today. And we're playing if, a team we just don't see a lot either in Minnesota right. Twins. If Jack Flaherty is uh, is one of the top starters on the market right now, does he get moved before or after Verlander? Because right now I would think Verlander is the top sought after starting pitcher right now right would you would you agree with that yeah, yeah. okay so but he, but here's the thing that makes Flaherty more attractive because he's a free agent after this year you know Verlander has another year and then I think there's an option after that and Verlander's young or Flaherty's what 10 years younger yeah so uh I think Flaherty is probably more attractive uh and Verlander's a five inning six inning pitcher now and for the most part, Flaherty is too. Yeah. But it doesn't cost as much. So I think you have to take into, okay, if you're going to pick up Verlander, that's a lot of money you're going to eat over the mm -hmm. next two years compared to Flaherty. And if you like him, you can bring him back, and he's still going to be less money than what you're going to pay Verlander. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, John Morosi has just uh, tweeted out, the Blue Jays are in advanced talks to acquire Paul DeYoung from the Cardinals. Hmm. So uh, there you go. Uh, also, Padres finalizing a trade to acquire Rich Hill and G-Man Choi from the Pirates. Well, that Rich Hill just won't go away, man. <laughs> I admire that guy, man. Uh, he's been around forever. Uh, and everybody wants really seems to like him at this time of the year. And, and what's funny about that is he's good for your rotation. But Rich Hill, if you have a really good team, probably doesn't pitch in postseason. Right. Because you should be better up front than having Rich Hill. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's uh, by, and the Padres deciding that they're going to go for it and go and make these moves also took Blake Snell off the trade block, too, which kind of in a way helps the Cardinals with the value of Jack Flaherty being up there. So, yeah. That yeah. is, uh, yeah. Well, we'll have to. I'm sure somebody will have the uh, the numbers. The last time teams have made three different trades with each other in the matter of, I mean, really, it's been a matter of what three weeks when Cabrero was traded away, and then this weekend and, and today. I mean, the 
the calls back and forth from Mo to Toronto are uh, th- those are th- those have been pretty busy uh, busy times. Yeah, the past they've been busy. Weeks. And you know what's funny about that? Nobody wants to go there because of the tax situation. Yeah, you know it, it's pretty it's pretty pricey to live there as far from a tax standpoint. That's why you know, like when you look at Max Scherzer, who lives in Florida, no state taxes. Playing in in Texas, no state taxes. That's why guys like going there. Mm-hmm. I think Max Scherzer saved himself like $4 million going to Texas compared to New York and oh, living wow. in Florida. Uh, John Morosi, by the way, also tweeted out. So, uh, Klaibs, you might see some other new faces on the other side of the field today. The Twins are looking at a, uh, talking with the Mariners about acquiring either Teoscar Hernandez or Ty France. So uh, they well, uh, Her- Hernandez has moved around. He was in Toronto last year. Now he's yeah. in Seattle. Now it looks like he's going to move again. Yeah. And he kind of publicly came out and said, I really want to stay in Seattle. You know, and that's the thing about these players. When you haven't gone through it before, you're kind of like, man, I kind of like it, you know. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, well, you know, we're not going to be very good. Uh, you know, maybe I'll go somewhere else. And I always remind people, and I've had this conversation with a few players here recently. It's not that the team doesn't want you. It's just somebody wants you more. Yeah. And, and whoever leaves the Cardinals is going to a better team. Which is kind of the opposite. I remember you talking, telling the story last year, a conversation you had with, uh, was it Johan Acevedo? Yeah, uh, when when he was traded for Jose Quintana. And you you kind of had that same thing. I mean, he was upset that he got traded. And I, I remember you talked to him. Yeah, and you know what? I remember that like it was back. I, I was having dinner. And he got the phone call while we were having dinner. We were in the same restaurant. And I saw him talking. And I knew what was going on and went up to him and talked to him for a bit. And just, he was crushed, yeah. you know, and it's, it's some guys are the last ones to know when you're getting traded. But uh, I, I knew that there was some talks going on. And, uh, you know, when I see him to this day, he always thanks me for just talking him off the roof for the most part, because he just didn't know he'd never been through it before. Right. Um, just a, a quick yes or no on two other names today. Dylan Carlson. Yes or no. Who? I'm going to say yes. Wow. That's one I would not like to see. I uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It just depends. Uh, who's the other name? Tyler O'Neill. No. Okay. You want to move him, you move him in the offseason. And that's yeah, that's Rammer and I have talked about that, that what the Cardinals, I think, want to get back for Tyler O'Neill, a team in contention will not give up. Right. During the season, they're they're not going to give that up. So that's I I think kind of why they went out and went public, saying that they were going to hold on to him. I didn't think it was a chess game last week saying that. I think it's because they want a bigger prize back for Tyler O'Neill if they do move him. Yep. So we will see how things play out. Uh, less than five hours from now, things are moving, and who knows? Maybe by the time that you and I are off the uh, off the air here with this show, we'll have uh, some Paul DeYoung news, as uh, John Morosi said, that they're in advanced talks. We'll uh, bring that to you as we go on here with the show today. Uh, Claves, we are brought to you each and every week here on the Lunch Show and with Good Nightingale by your friends over at Fast Eddie's Bonaire. Fast Eddie's Bon Air, uh, where they have the coldest beer, Peel and Eat Shrimp, the Fast Eddie Burger. Uh, just a great place to hang out. Uh, there's been so many people that have been there before and make that one of their staples as far as just getting out and about. 
whether you're playing golf over Spencer T. Olin or playing in Illinois and you want to have a cold one afterwards or meet up with your significant for, for a happy hour or something, uh, this is a place everybody likes to go in that neck of the woods in Alton, Illinois. Uh, it's easy to get to. Just go over the bridge. It's right there at the foot of the bridge. Make a right turn. And if you're coming from St. Louis, and uh, you can't miss it. It's, it's truly a staple of Alton, Illinois, and everybody who goes there makes it their business to stay there. And if you haven't been yet, you ought to check them out. Uh, Claves, we will take a one-minute break. Here is a uh, little bit from the Painting and Decorating Foundation, one of our new sponsors here on Claves Online. So what made you get involved in this program? I mean, you had multiple options, I'm sure, but what made you think that this is something you wanted to do? Well, um, I wasn't quite sure what kind of career path I wanted to take at the time, and I heard about the Painters Union and all the great things about it. Um, basically, they put you through this apprenticeship. It's a four-year apprenticeship, and um, they teach you everything you need to know about the trade. So it was pretty hard for me to pass up once I heard that. Well, um, I think mostly it was just knowing that you know, the, they're, they're here to protect you, the union is, and uh, knowing that I was going to be able to take my time to learn, I was, it wasn't going to be one of those things where they're forced to, day one, jump right into it. And I think once I figured that out, I mean, I love the opportunity to grow, and I think that that's the best thing for a job. Claves, one of our, uh, oh, and uh, there you go. Uh, Claves, I was going to say, we've partnered with the Painting and Decorating Foundation, a company that uh, you have learned a lot about over the, oh, yeah. uh, the past few months. You know what? It, it, what I can, here's what I can tell you. Um, there are a lot of young people who are trying to figure out what's next in their lives. Uh, some think about college. Some think about the military. Painting and Decorating Council has a great program for young people who want to get into a trade and, and learn how to do things that they can take anywhere. And, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a course. I mean, it's something that you had to spend time in, but I can guarantee you this. Once you leave, once you graduate, you have every certification you'll need to do any, what anything you want to do, you know, when it comes to painting and decorating, and that's a large scale. So if you're a parent and you're not sure what your youngster wants to do next after high school, this might be the opportunity for you. All you have to do is go online. You can check it out for yourself and just see all the things that it provides. And I think it'll help them make a better decision because this is something you can take anywhere. You know, college isn't for everybody. OK, and I get that. Uh, but this is something that could be for your youngster uh, as they try and make decisions for their future. Claves, this is uh, Lunch with Claves and Joe. We're powered by Amron, Illinois, each and every week. Also, uh, Gray Bar and Munganass St. Louis Acura. Uh, still to come today on Claves Online at 4.50 this afternoon, Bob Ramsey and I will bring you our trade deadline special of Daily Cards Live. Um, another name, just as we wrap up the uh, the trade talk, as you when you go to Bush Stadium today, if this Paul DeYoung news does happen, will Mason win? have a locker at Bush Stadium if the Paul DeYoung trade goes through? I don't think it'll be today. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think the Cardinals are looking at the clock and trying to figure out when is a good time to activate him or bring him up where he can still be, still be rookie eligible next year. Uh, and there's a lot of things that go into that. Uh, you, the Cardinals are going to activate Tommy Edmond today. So he might be your shortstop temporarily. Uh, but that depends on what you do in the outfield. So there's so many moving parts. 
I don't think Mason wins part of today's roster. Uh, With, I mean, obviously if Paul DeYoung gets traded, Tommy Edmond takes his spot on the roster with Tommy Edmond back. Does that have any effect on Brendan Donovan's situation with the roster? Well, Brendan Donovan can't throw. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Do they, do they just put him on the IL and try to rest that for 10 days? Well, I I don't know. It, It sounds like maybe surgery is down the road. Yeah. So I think you have to think about that as well. Um, Again, there's so many moving parts right now uh, because, first of all, you have to put a legitimate team on the field. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is uh, if you have people that are hurt and, and they can't produce like they would want to, then you obviously have to think about putting them on the IL. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot going on, man. And I, I think because, again, as we said at the outset, this is this is new territory for a lot of people. OK, mm-hmm. there's, there's very few people media wise that have ever seen this before. Okay, when you think about the people who cover baseball, you know, Derek Gould hasn't gone through it. You know, uh, Katie Wu hasn't gone through it from a writing standpoint. John Denton hasn't gone through it. And those are the three most credible people we have on a writing standpoint. You look at the broadcasters. I, I saw it, gosh, back in the 90s when they moved uh, Todd Zeal. Uh, Rammer and I were talking about that the other day about how far back it went. And he yeah. and Rammer pointed out yesterday, he said, the thing you have to remember the last time the Cardinals were sellers like this, ownership didn't really care. Right. Right. So this is new like, for was, the DeWitt yeah. regime. So, so, you know, again, we're all taking, you know, baby steps here because it's something we haven't experienced. You know, you almost want to call somebody like in Chicago or somewhere else, Detroit or Cleveland, you know, teams that just haven't had much success. And how they handle it, you know. Same and then the and last then, time the Braves went through it, how much does Chip Carey know about this? Well, you know what, Chip and I talked about that the other day, and he's seen it before, uh, you know. But it, it hasn't happened in a long time. Um, but you know, it's something that every organization goes through differently. And the thing is, the people who were part of it the last time probably aren't there now. Mm-hmm. You don't get too many kicks at the can at something like this. So it, it's something that you know we just have to deal with it i'm not saying we embrace it but we have to deal with it you know and you and you hope that you never have to do it again it's like having the first pick in the draft you 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 like to have it at least once and you hope you never have to have it again right or you could just be like the spurs and every time you have the number one pick in the draft it's a generational talent absolutely seven footer that happens to be coming through yeah Hey, let's take another 30-second break when we come back more here on the Ameren Illinois Lunch Show with Klaibs and Joe here on ClaibsOnline.com. The legends of golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Langer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. Back here on the Ameren, Illinois Lunch Show, and there you hear. Uh, we are just a matter of weeks away from the Ascension Charity Classic, Claves, and each and every week, you and Nick Ragone take a walk in the fairway, talking all things golf and getting the latest updates on everything that's going on with the Ascension Charity Classic. Uh, some names, bigger names, get added each and every week to that thing. Yeah, they do. And um, we'll have something later today with regard to a little press conference we had earlier today with Stuart Sink and Justin Leonard 
uh, two participants and also Justin's on the, uh, the, the golf channel and just kind of an update on what's going on. So uh, you'll see that posted here very soon and you can kind of get an idea because we're only like 34 days away from the event. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. As Nick Ragone says, he's watching the weather every day. Uh, and we've been fortunate to have good weather. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have a really loaded field this year. And also the announcement of Tiger Woods being uh, put on the, uh, the golf board. Uh, and this is the first time we've actually seen Tiger's fingerprints on the direction of golf. We've, we've known his impact on the course and off the course. But now he has an official role that will certainly uh, shape the game of golf for its future. Or he'll be part of that role. I mean, he's not going to be the sole guy. But I think it's a very huge move for the PGA to have him involved in some of the decision making for the future. Yeah, uh, for the, you guys will have a lot to talk about this week when you meet later on. Uh, but it was a press release earlier today. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan wrote that Tiger Woods will become the sixth player director of the Tour's policy board, a move that appears to have been made at the request of several players who reached out to tour leadership and will give players more of a voice in league matters. Woods joins Rory McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, Webb Simpson, Peter Mal uh, Malnati, and Charlie Hoffman as as the player directors, they along with five independent directors and the PGA of America director on the board. So, what I mean, so what does this mean? I mean, for for Tiger's future in the game, is this? Uh, do, do you expect him to keep playing in this, or is I, he know, going? I think we'll still see him try and play in a major or two. Um, but you know, it it really comes down to his health and his mobility. Um, but I think this still gives him a way to stay engaged with the game off the course uh, where, you know, he's helped build the game to where it's at now. But this obviously gives him a chance to continue to, to have an impact on the game uh, from a decision making standpoint. And, you know, this is a great move for Monaghan. This, this basically cements his ability to stay on because while a lot of golfers didn't trust him after the, the merge of the live or the uh, potential merging of the live tournament live tour uh this is something that's huge for him as far as him having stability and having the backing of tiger and rory uh certainly helps his cause because i don't know what's going to happen with this live merger you know it, it sounded like an interesting idea initially but now you've had a lot of people getting involved and asking a few more questions uh and i don't think this thing will be resolved before the end of the year Klaib's uh, also going on in the world of sports right now. Not sure how much you followed the U.S. Women's World Cup, uh, or I guess the Women's World Cup. The U.S. Women's National Team participating in that finished up with pool play this early, early this morning. Have you have you watched any of it? Have you followed yeah, any of it? I, I know it's a huge delay uh, with it being in New Zealand and Australia. Yeah, I have, and you know, on the surface, you know, it, it, it seems like this panic. Uh, and what's going on uh, because it's not going according to plan. I mean, they, they blew out Vietnam, uh, which everyone expected, uh, but the other two matches have not gone to their expectations. And there's one thing about soccer, man, you don't get too many chances to mess up. You know, they're, they're already questioning the coaching and that took place after the first match. Uh, and so I don't know if they're playing out of fear now because, you know, they thought, well, some thought, all they had to do was just show up and throw their shoes on the field and the opposition was going to roll over. Well, guess what? The world has gotten a little better. Mm -hmm. The world's gotten a little better. And, and the women have now been challenged 
there's a, there apparently some infighting that's taking place and you know the way it's been covered uh you know the coaching has been in question there's some players who were not happy with the the uh, the, the approach that some other players have taken uh so you know the the next round you know it's going to be a lot different i mean we, we we're out of warm-up matches now this is where it gets serious and uh we'll have to see who's going to step up and take over on this team the uh yeah so if they would have won their group uh they so right now fox is fox can't be happy with some of the uh with with what they did so if they would have won their group their next game would have been saturday night in prime time right now it's going to be 5 a.m eastern time on sunday so they're not going to get the numbers that they wanted for that well let's go one step further yeah because of direct tv's battle with fox there's most people haven't even had a chance to see it that's still going on it's still going on i had no i i dropped direct tv two years ago so you know i mean that's a huge carrier and you know some will say well i'll find it on my app or go online you know and a lot lot, lot of people say the hell with it it's just i just want to watch it god i can't can't believe those two sides haven't because that means they got news for the all the mlb all-star game they've missed this I got news uh, for you. Oof. They better get this figured out before the NFL starts. That's oh yeah, absolutely. I thought they'd have it figured out by the All Star no. game. Yeah, no, they better get something figured out because they they start missing the NFL. It, you know, it's gonna get it'll get ugly. So very yeah. So, but I mean, with regard to you're right about the the, the Fox can't be happy with the the slotting uh, of these games. Uh, so you know, and they made a huge investment into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially when you think about Rupert Murdoch being a Australian and, you know, and it's in his backyard. So there's a lot of things on the line here and it's not going well. Oof. How much, uh, I mean, NFL camps starting to get underway here and there. I've very, very loosely starting to follow a few of these things with some of the, I mean, it seems like the running backs all throughout the NFL are, are getting a raw deal with some of the contracts and, Shows just kind of the state of the running back position right now. Jonathan Taylor wants to get traded. Shaq Barkley uh, over in in New York not getting the contract extension he thought he was going to get. Uh, there, there is there there are storylines out there, but I don't. I, it feels still a little too early. Maybe now that the calendar's flipped to August, yeah. we can start getting into it a little more. I, I agree. I, I really don't care. Uh, Paul DeYoung has just been traded, according to Katie Wu. Okay, so uh, that is a uh, so there you go another cardinal on the move as we uh, we wait and see what is the uh, the return on that and again don't expect it to be a top five top ten prospect from the Blue Jays organization I'm gonna I'm just gonna calm everybody right now you're not gonna ever have heard of the guy that the Cardinals got back in return for whoever they just traded I, Paul I don't know you know what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you there. I think this is more of a de- trade of desperation. Okay. So they may give up a little bit more in this situation. We're not going to take everybody's dirty laundry here. Right. Uh, I, I think that this guy who they get in return might be more attractive than some of the others because this is a move yeah. of desperation. And if this trade would have happened yesterday at this time, then yeah, it would have been a much further down prospect. But given the Bo Bichette, so I think this also kind of tells you the Bo Bichette news yeah. and what's going to happen with that. Uh, the, the Blue Jays fans should not be expecting good news to come out later today with uh, with that. So 
the uh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll let you know if anything happens over the next few minutes with uh, with that, and talk to you uh, in regards to what the Cardinals have gotten back in return. Uh, while we're on the NFL, we were talking about that earlier today. Broadcasting wise, it was announced that the Super Bowl next year will be simulcast not only on CBS but also on Nickelodeon. Klabes, as a uh, as a father to a ten year old. I have a feeling that next February I will be watching the Nickelodeon feed of uh, of the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and I think that's I think it's a good move if you are trying to get kids just kind of involved in the game and, and everything else. I agree. Run the uh, same commercials, hopefully. Yeah. But I, I think agree. the broadcast they do with Nate Burleson and uh, is. Oh, what's I Iron Eagles kid? Whatever uh, I can't think of what his yeah. name is. And Noah but you Eagle. know what? Here's the thing: Do you run the same commercial? I mean, if you if you're Nickelodeon, are you running a Bud Light ad? Are you yeah. running a car commercial? Yeah. Can, so can drive. Nickelodeon then charge for their? Yeah, I mean, they, are they, they going to go out and sell Lego sponsor. ads? I mean, yeah. Why not? NFL just I mean, found yeah, a way to make even more money. If that's there the you case. go, there you go. <laughs> I mean, why are you marketing, trying to market uh, beer to kids? All right, so why not? You got a whole new revenue stream now. They can have their own halftime too. Why not? You got plenty of time to plan for it. They just—I mean—that's that's an extra twenty, thirty million dollars. They probably easy, just, uh, yeah, easy. Just probably more than that money, printing money yeah. year after year. It's a great idea. All right. Hey, let's take our final break. When we come back, we will wrap things up. Uh, Paul DeYoung has been traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. We will try to track down any deals with that right after this Ameren, Illinois minute here on the Ameren, Illinois lunch show with Claves and Joe here. It's ClavesOnline.com. Well, there's a really a big storm with lots of outages and, and lots of damage. Does Amber and Illinois, do they, do they reach out to other companies? We do. We're part of what we call the uh, Mutual Assistance Network. And uh, that's other companies here in the Midwest that if we need assistance, we can call in resources from the generally contiguous states of Illinois. In a very big storm, uh, there are different mutual assistance organizations across the country. We've called in folks from as far away as Texas and Florida, uh, Colorado to come help out in the storm. And we do the same when uh, hurricanes hit Florida and, uh, and the Gulf Coast. So uh, we, we do help each other out. We have uh, a resource in linemen that are in limited supply, so there's only so many linemen in the U.S. And we know that we have to support. Back here, final uh, few minutes of the Ameren Illinois Lunch Show with Klabes and Joe. Uh, more storms rolling through again this past weekend uh, throughout the Illinois area, and I imagine over on your side of the river too, Klabes, and did not hear of any major outages or any major uh, loss of power for an extended amount of time as the Ameren Illinois crew. I, you know what? The month of July, they've they've gotten used to uh, dealing with storm cleanups and, and putting stuff back on. Uh, they were uh, they were very very busy, and I imagine lots of overtime hours uh, for the uh, for the yeah. employees there in Amherst, Illinois. Well, but you know they they're involved in the assistance program where they can get other companies from out of state to come in and help. But you know one thing about Amherst, Illinois, is the fact that they make sure that they keep their their customers engaged and informed 
uh, those who have power can go online and find out what's going on and, and you know, what's happening with regard to your area. Uh, and that's something we didn't have at one point. So they're, they're trying to stay one step ahead of the posse on this uh, and trying to keep people informed, but also trying to make sure that they can get power restored as quickly as possible. If you uh, just missed it, Paul DeYoung has been traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. That is the third trade between the Blue Jays and the Cardinals here in the last uh, few weeks now. And I would imagine the probably the last time that the, uh, the two are going to trade before the trade deadline. I do not think that Jack Flaherty to the Blue Jays is going to happen. I, I, I think you will see. Where would you put uh, Jack? I mean, the teams that need a starter, Houston. The Dodgers, Baltimore? Well, here's what I would say to that. You better look at their organizations on what prospects that they have that you like uh, and who develops players best. Uh, Baltimore has an interesting collection of players because they've been drafting so early so often in the last few years. They have probably some, some guys who might be ready to play. The Dodgers have always been able to show us players that they think are really good and they put the word out. And now all of a sudden when you get them, you're like, well, wait a minute, this guy can't play. And then they're the Astros who we see a lot in spring training. We already have a pretty good idea of what they have in their organization. So it's really a flip of the coin, man. And I think Baltimore might have the better ones, but that's just me because of how they've had a chance to draft so early so often. And we're seeing the fruits of their, their labor, uh, with regard to their standing in the in the playoffs now, as far as the standings in the American League, Eastern Division, uh, they're finally kind of coming around. So I maybe we look at Baltimore first, followed by the Dodgers, and then Houston. The uh, the Cardinals received Matt Sa- uh, Savanson in return for. Uh for Paul DeYoung. So uh, Matt Savanson, a 24 year old right handed pitcher, six five, two thirty five, um, for. Uh, in return for that, as I'm, I'm grabbing the uh, the top 30 prospect list here for the Blue Jays to see where he might rank on that list if he's uh, if he's on there. And as I'm scrolling down here, I do not see him in the top 30 unless they've already moved him off the list here on the MLB.com website. So uh, not no real notes on that, but that according to John Morosi, who is uh, tweeting that out. So a right-handed pitcher, another arm down in uh, down in the minor leagues for Paul DeYoung. Well, I hope some of these guys can pitch next year. Yeah, well, you're, hey, you're going to need somebody to pitch this year with uh, with some hey, of the listen, names. After tonight, we're going to need somebody to pitch tomorrow because we don't right. know who's pitching tomorrow. Right. I mean, that they're not as. I mean, this the the pitching staff hasn't been as depleted as the White Sox. What they did theirs over the weekend. I think they were just pulling people from the crowd uh, Friday night from their game after after giving everybody up. But I don't think it's going to get that bad. But, yeah, you're going to get a lot of names from Memphis. Another one, Gordon Graceffo. When uh, Does he get called up this year? No, you might see McGreevy before you see him. Okay. But here's the thing. I'll go back to my point earlier about roster spots. Yeah. 40, man. You got to free up something. And, you yeah. know, you just mentioned Mason Wynn. Uh, Tommy Edmond is back. Uh, so you have to be careful on what you're able to do from a roster standpoint. Um, you know, I, I kind of look at the roster, that 40 man thing. And I'm like, Oh, I can scratch off a guy here and there and not worry about it. Yeah. Uh, Claves, before we head out for the, uh, for the day, NBA on ESPN made some moves to the, uh, to their broadcast team as they let Mark Jackson go, uh, the other day, Doris Burke now moves in to that main uh, color commentator role. Uh, Mark Jackson is out after uh, 
Van Gundy also left earlier. This uh, the Jeff Van Gundy left earlier too. Well, you know, it, it's something that I'm not surprised by because you know both these guys would like to be coaches again. All right, and that's the one thing as a network you're always wondering: is he going to take this job or is he going to take that job? And I think that with Doris Burke, uh, she's not going to coach in the NBA next year. Uh, Doc Rivers is going to take at least a year off. Uh, he was good the last time. He was with Turner. He was really damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's got some other things he's working on along with being an analyst. This is going to give him a lot of freedom to do some things. So when he takes his next job, he'll even be better prepared. Uh, so I get it. Uh, you know, Mark Jackson, you know, I, I, I really was never a big fan of that broadcast team. I mean, they, they, they knew the game. They were fine. Uh, but they weren't must watch to see what they're going to say. And I'm not saying that Doris Burke and Doc Rivers are going to be that, that those two either. Um, but, you know, I just think that right now uh, ESPN is trying to make some, make some moves and some of them are lateral moves in my opinion, uh, but losing Mark Jackson is not going to make people say, I'm never going to watch the NBA again. Claves, we wrap up today's show uh, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. If you go to the website, stlouisacura.com, uh, you uh, you can know exactly what cars you're going to be walking into there at 13720 Manchester Road. You can go there and you can see all the new cars and all the pre-owned cars that they have. Uh, around, uh, I think, 300 plus on their, uh, on their lot right now. And Claves, I know we're uh, we're planning to go out there here. I think in a few weeks uh, to do our show from St. Munganas St. Louis Acura, and, and you just see all of those new MDXs they have there in the showroom and on the lot. So you, if you are in the market for one of the new MDXs, not only are they beautiful cars, but they got plenty of them out there at Munganas St. Louis Acura, which it can't be said for a lot of the car dealerships in town when it comes to having those brand new 2024s. No, you're right. Uh, they have a, an incredible selection. And they have a really good used car selection as well. So, uh, and we've said this countless times, if you're thinking about something for your kid or maybe a second car in the family, uh, I'd start at Munganass because they have just an incredible selection, uh, some very creative financing, or maybe you might even want to lease one. I mean, there's a lot of different things going on that you might want to take a look at. And because they have such a huge selection and an experienced staff, I think I'd start there. And if you start there, you probably end up there. Claves, uh, pregame on KMOX tonight starts at what time? That's a good question. I'm going to say 5.50. <laughs> hey, listen, man, all I worry about is the game, man. Everything else. Well, I just uh, need to know when you – hey, you you have play, people to talk to then between 5 and 5.50 now. So that's what uh, yeah, I'm – Yeah, you're that, right. That's why I'm asking tonight. I'm sitting here game planning <laughs> how we're going to do things as things continue to unfold. Yeah, so. you got to get all you got to get all your interviews and everything recorded and uh, and sent up there. I'm going to hold the, uh, off yeah. until the last minute. All right. I mean, you, you're going to have you, – you just make sure that Matt Pauley has all of his stuff ready to go for so he can bring people all the news – and notes before you and uh, you is you and John tonight. John Rooney and myself will be on the call tonight. Isn't it Horton's birthday today, or was that yesterday? It was Sunday. It was oh, okay. Sunday. Yeah. All right. So you and uh, you and John Rooney on the call tonight. Six forty-five start time. Twins and Cardinals. And the uh, the Twins probably are going to make a few moves too to uh, to improve their uh, their team this year. They're in first place. Yeah, they're going to load up also. So yeah. all I would say is stay tuned. 
All right. You can catch Claves tonight on at KMOX on the uh, the Cardinal broadcast. Uh, and as you said, you guys plan to hopefully have John Musalak in the uh, in the radio booth with you to talk about all the moves made today. Bob Ramsey and I will be live at around 4.50 or so, right before the trade deadline comes and goes with all of the latest news. And then Claves later on this week, you and Bob Nightingale will catch up and talk about everything that happened all around Major League Baseball with a, another episode of Good Nightingale, right? Gonna be fun, that's for sure. All right, he is Mike Claiborne. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been the Ameren Illinois Lunch Show with Claves and Joe, powered by Graybar, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura, always right here on ClavesOnline.com. Can Graybar help my electrical and datacom jobs be more productive? Yep. Our supply chain services are designed to do just that. Like job site services? Yep. We deliver the products you need where and when you need them, no matter your industry. What if I have technical questions? Yep, our specialists are top-notch. Emergency support? Yep, even after hours. They're a unicorn. When you need to keep your projects productive and profitable, rely on Graybar to help you get the job done right. No unicorns required. Yep, Graybar does that.